Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast, where we talk about everything from boxing to business. Fighting Manny Pacquiao is is an experience. It's not a fight. Mindset to money. I, I think any business, you have to make it someone's third place. Speaking to some of the world's most interesting people. Right, so that would be considered an example of a biohack, where I'm hacking my biology. From Sutherland, England. Now living in Los Angeles, California. You put him in the ring with me in his day, and I'm talking his best day, and I'm 50 right now. I will knock him nah. out. Here's your host, 2008 Olympic medalist and former undefeated professional boxer, Tony Jeffries. Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast. On this episode, we talk on about boxing. Each week, we change it up. One week we'll do boxing, one week we'll do life. In the episodes where we talk about boxing, we talk about the latest fights, the latest fighters, the latest news in boxing, the, all the big fights, everything boxing related. In the episodes we talk about life, we talk about, what do we talk about in life? Life. Nutrition, fitness, business, money. Um, Marketing, yeah, yeah, social media. A- anything it. and everything that we can think of and that we're interested in that we somewhat know about yeah and we get guests on as well we've got a big network of great people uh, very interesting people who we can get on as well yep musicians yeah. actors nutritionists biohackers motivational speakers yeah everyone talking about life so one week boxing one week life like i see this week is boxing we get into the david here tony bellew fight that's just happened on the weekend uh, Triple G just fought. Yeah, all the latest fights that's coming up. The middleweight division, the heavyweight division. Yeah, the cruiserweight division. Yeah, we get yep. the cruiserweight division. So yeah, everything, everything boxing. So hope you enjoy this podcast, guys. If you want to help the show, you can leave us a review on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you listen to the, wherever you listen to this. Please leave us a review. Tell your friends about it, and also subscribe. So if you subscribe to the podcast each week when we upload one you will get a notification. Thank you for listening. Here it is, the Box Knife Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries, and Glenn, Mr. Six Figure, loads of money, massive head. Homes. All done, I've just got it. I'll be right back. I've just got to see how much money is in my bank. So. <laughs> Party people in the place to be. Uh-huh. It's about that time for us to... Yeah. Yeah. We are back from Boston, Glenn. How was it? It was amazing. First time in Boston, and we went to Dover, New Hampshire as well. Yeah. What a pumping place that is. Yeah, well, that, <laughs> so we've just been to New Hampshire for a boxing run academy where we teach people how to teach boxing. If you're regularly listening to this, you'll know all about that. Our certification course, we had 36 people there traveling from all around to come and learn how to teach boxing. And we had an interesting trip, right? First of all, First of all, I never knew how far away Boston was from Los Angeles. So just to Shit. let people know, you go, oh, we're going out on Saturday morning. We're coming back at 7 o'clock on Monday morning. I went, do you know how far Boston is? No idea. Well, it's about five hour, five and a half hour flight. Five and a half hour flight. Yeah, nice one know? for that schedule. Yeah. Good it's, booking. It's funny when, you, when you people come to America, people like, oh, I'm going to Disneyland, Florida. Is that near you? I'm like, no, no. Man. It's, it's like, <laughs> you do, don't they? The thing because it's closer to England than it is to LA. It is, it actually is. <laughs> I think because you're living in America, like everywhere is next to everywhere. Like in England, you can go from, from Sunderland, where I'm from, to London in like a four hour drive. Yeah. So people think, like, oh, yeah, so you're next to New York. No, I mean, yeah. I'm on the West Coast, it's miles away. 
So anyway, we've and then and then same thing. Look, people go, oh, are, are you all right? And I go, what? And they go, oh, sin, there was fires on the news. <laughs> I go, where 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 was fires? It was in San Francisco. That's not that bad because if you think of uh, a friend of ours who was in um, San Diego recently and he had no idea where he was. Oh yeah, Stephen. He <laughs> thought he was in San Francisco. He's just as bad as them. He's English <laughs> as well. Uh, yeah. So we we flew. On the Friday, flew to Boston, five and a half hours. Then we got to Boston. We met uh, our our friend, and then we went and seen seen her gym. She's what's what's the new gym called? Uh, Ko Boxing. Ko Boxing North End. Yeah, in the north end of Boston, it's like the Italian district. Yeah, and then we then we drove from there up the one and a half hour journey to uh, Dover to, to Dover, New Hampshire, and with the, there's a time difference. It's a three hour time difference as well. So we 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 got there at about. 10 o'clock at night, off 10 at night. Yeah. I've been traveling all day. So first thing I've done, and we got this course the next day, first thing I've done, I looked for a, a bar. <laughs> we found one bar that was open in, in Dover, New Hampshire. Yeah. And it's it's an absolute ghost town. There's nothing yeah, there. Nothing just just there. some houses and fields, that's it. There's yeah. nothing. It's mad and it's dark. So we found this bar that's open. It was mad. Me and Glenn walks into this bar and everyone turned and looked at us like hold on before we talk about the bar let's talk about how we got to the bar so we're staying in a motel and we ordered an uber yeah that's right to get to the bar right so i ordered the uber and it's like oh patrick your driver will be here in five minutes whatever so anyway we get in the car and uh patrick's got longer honey like curly longer patrick's a female patrick was a bird with the adam's apple yeah and makeup one yeah and a dress but like big Arians. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever. Yeah, I asked you this, but you've never seen League of Gentlemen. In that, there's a f- tra- transsexual taxi driver called Babs, and it's just like a constant theme. Everyone goes around the village getting driven around by Babs, and it's, it's the same thing. I felt like I was in League of Gentlemen, <laughs> and it was yeah, that. it was just it, it was like a scene from that. But so anyway, Patrick, the woman, uh, drove us to the bar. I'm like, oh, thanks, yeah. Patrick. And you know and what? We get out and then we go in the bar. It was so the worst cool. call that I've ever, ever been in. <laughs> It was like a, a, f- a banger. I didn't even know it was it road was legal. <laughs> yeah, it was terrible. It was terrible. So we're in a ghost town in the middle of nowhere at 10 o'clock at night getting picked up by Patrick Tranny, getting, getting driven a to a bar. That we, I thought probably we were the only bar for like miles around. I thought we were going to get killed. Yeah, it was weird. Uh, yeah, we're getting the bar and then we're walking and everyone like turned and it's like as if on a movie and the music stops and it's like... But we had tracksuits on. Yeah, we had tracksuits. You had you had your boxing burn on. I had a, a Nike tracksuit on. Just strolled into a bar on a Saturday night, just but wearing tracksuits. It was packed as well. Yeah, it was packed. Uh, yeah, and because everyone from that town knows goes to that bar. That's yeah. all they've got to do. So literally, everyone in the whole town is in that to bar be on fair, a Saturday night. It was a decent bar. It was really good. Yeah, yeah. It was class. It was class. And Nike upstairs. And the Moscow Mules, game of chess, and then they had a DJ upstairs. Yeah, so. If you follow me again on Instagram, you might have seen that we've been posting that we've been playing chess lately when we've been to these bars. It was in Seattle, was the first time we ever seen a bar, ever. Have you ever seen a bar with a chessboard, ever, before Seattle? I mean, I probably have, but I've never really paid attention. We now, s- now we're just dying for a bar yeah. with a chessboard. Glenn's even come home from, from Boston there and he's ordered a chessboard. Yeah. And yeah, we're sitting there playing that. It was just class, wasn't it? Yeah, it was amazing. Just drinking Moscow mules, playing chess. Chess is so good for your, for your brain. It really is. And if you listen to this podcast regularly, you know, like we talk a lot about brains and brain development and how to, how to uh, be 
optimal performance human being. And I think if you play chess all the time, that's really going to help your performance in, in, in your brain, mm. right? It just keeps you sharp, doesn't it? It keeps keeps you you make, sharp. makes you think. And we play, when we play one game, it's what about, it's about 45 minutes, half an hour, 40 yeah. minute game. And uh, I, I can't believe how good I feel after that. After Man. the game's finished, I feel like, I feel like I can like do anything. I yeah. feel like it's just, it just makes you feel really and good. And we're not very good at chess, really, are we? I, I mean, think we're all right. I don't think I think we're all right. I mean, we're way, not we're not great. Glenn thinks he's good at everything. No, Glenn, we're shite, mate. Yeah, we probably are shit. We are. You, I can't believe you think you're all right. <laughs> we know the rules. Well, at least I know how to play. <laughs> we know the rules. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, then then anyway, then the, the next day the uh, the co the co course was uh, was really good. Oh, yeah. back into the bar there was a oh, yeah. there was a fellow there who had a who had a tattoo of pe Peppa Pig on his fucking face. <laughs> This big fella, you look like a mean bastard. He had Peppa Pig on his, on his, just underneath his eye there. Couldn't believe it. And then, and then outside, there was loads of boy races revving the cars. Yeah, well. yeah. It was like being like England. It was like being <laughs> in England back, uh, back in two thousand. But um, we got into a conversation when we were ordering the drinks in between chess about the the transsexual. Yeah, remember with that, wo with that woman? And yeah, yeah. She she was off her head as well. Like I got, I got. She said. Um, I said to her, uh, she goes, what, 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 what was her name? And I go, Patrick. And she went, oh, okay. And then I went, I was, I, I was a bit surprised that it was a female. She goes, why were you surprised? And I said, well, there's not many females called Patrick. Yeah. And she said, she said, so why would that be a surprise? And she was just being like that. Trying to get like, an argument oh, out of you. God. Trying to see that you were like... Uh, just uh, trying to wind me up, yeah. yeah. And I was like, all right, never mind. Just gave up. <laughs> Yeah, so that was a great trip anyway, it was successful and we're gonna be going back there and back to that bar as well, hopefully yeah. in in, uh, in September. Yeah. It was just uh, I can't believe how, how good the gym was because we drove to the gym through all these houses the next morning and there was nothing there and we're driving through these it's like woodland and, and houses. I'm like, this can't be a gym here. Yeah. And then we drove down this little dirt track and we just see a barn. And the sign for the gym is like the size of your shoe. And it just says Seacoast Kettlebell and like painted on. Yeah. You're like, oh my God, what are we doing here? And then when we got in, was one of the best gyms I've ever seen. Yeah. Really good gym. <laughs> it was a huge gym as well. And like we had a great turnout and everyone loved yeah. it and can't wait to go back. It, yeah, was, a, it was a great trip. Shout out to Colin from Seacoast yeah. Kettlebells. Great gym. Top fella. Yeah. So we've had a, a great weekend of fights. Great weekend of fights. Yep. And that's what we want to talk about there. The, f the first big fight was Tony Bellew. Tony Bellew, David Hay, the rematch, repeat or revenge, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what they call it. Um, I want to, before we get on to it, I want to talk about your prediction for this fight. Because it was posted on your Instagram story a couple of hours after the fight, <laughs> you saying, uh, I've been asked by a boxing page to give my prediction for the Tony Bellew-David Hay fight, and I predict that Tony Bellew will stop him within 10 rounds. And I looked at when this was posted, it was like two hours after the fight. I was, I, what's he doing? I, I predict that Tony Bellew will stop him in round six, <laughs> two minutes yeah. three with this point. Yeah. No, what, I, what, I, what that was, right, I posted, I get asked off boxing pages to record me giving them predictions for the fight, so... Boxing King underscore media has got a pretty big following. Yeah. They, they said, will you do one? So I done one and that was it. And I, and I posted it and I forgot all about it. But then after the fight, they 
posted again at the tag me in the post saying uh, there was only Tony and this other fighter who got the result right. I'm like, right. I was like, oh yes, I got it right. So I got the video and I posted again. But then I thought after like, yeah, this definitely looks like I've just cheated on on the prediction. It did, yeah. But um, I I I got asked about it. I said I thought he'd he'd stop him within six because I just think David Hayes shot and he's had too many injuries. He's he not as snappy and sharp as he, and quick as he was. He's already lost to him once. I just, I just I just didn't think he'd be able to go past six rounds at all, and uh, it just kind of went how I thought it would. Yeah, yeah. David has showed a lot of heart. Oh, big time! Uh, yeah, keep getting him off the floor. Yeah. One thing that I was impressed with was um, so like Bellew's game plan was class. I think he probably lost the first two rounds and yeah. he was getting outboxed a little bit, but it was just he was just being patient, just waiting, and. I think it was smart to let David Aid get a little bit of confidence and start moving and kind of let him not tire, but just let him let him use the energy a bit first. Yeah. Just find his timing and range, which he and then and then just go to work. And then as soon as he decided to yeah. step it up, he could have took him out yeah. earlier. I think. So I've got I've knew David Aid and Bellew for forever. David here, I went on an England squad training camp with him when I was 16. Yeah, we, talk, we talked about this on the trip, didn't we? I yeah. was asking you about his amateur career. And he was, he's a lot older than me. Was he 37? So he's 37 he was, now, like, yeah. he was like 22 when I was 16. So he was just like on the senior team. Like, wow, it's David here because he had a big name back then. Uh, and Tony Bellew, I was with him for, from the start. Like, I remember when he first started his boxing career, I was already like, four-time national champion. And, and Tony Bell used box at heavyweight as an amateur, right? Yeah, he boxed at heavyweight and he won the novice championships. He knocked everyone out. He boxed the, the senior ABAs. The, it was funny, like the year I won the senior ABAs, uh, I, I won them, well, James DeGill won them at middleweight. I won them at light heavyweight. Tony Bellew won them at heavyweight. And then I think it was uh, Derek Chisora won them at super heavyweight. Like, it was a great, Stephen Smith won them. So there's a great year in the ABS, but yeah. yeah, I've knew Tony Bellew forever. He was on the England team with us. I sparred him quite a bit. Good friend of mine. So I really want him to do well. And you now when I when I tweet about him, I get loads of tweets saying he's a gobshite, he's a fucking dick, and he's this and he's that. And I'm like, nah, he's the, he's the nicest lad. Like he, he'd bend over backwards for anyone. Yeah, you know, he really would. But yeah, I can see why people might think that of him because he's. He just speaks his mind and he's, yeah. he's cocky. He's, he's, he's real, he's northern, he isn't he? He's yeah. just no bullshit working class fella who's, done, who's just smashed it. Like straight, like, kind of like Paul Smith, like just mm -hmm. talk, talks, talk sense. Yeah, yeah. You know? uh, but yeah, he's a, he's a great lad and I was so happy for him. And then I never re realised what happened with his brother-in-law until after the fight where yeah, yeah. he was talking, he was crying in his post-fight interview where yeah. his brother-in-law passed away this year. So that must be that must be hard to come through through all that, you know? And Oh, definitely. He's just a mentally, very mentally strong person. Mm. And after the fight, um, he called out Andre Ward. Uh, no, I'm not really bothered about seeing that. But as well, Tyson Fury was mentioned as well. I would like to see that. I think that would be a good fight, yeah. I just don't want to see Tony Bell, you fight at heavyweight again. I don't, like, I, I don't think he's big enough. So I think he could have been at a certain time, but... The size of the top heavyweights now, he's right. nowhere near. Tyson Fury's 6'9", Deontay Wilder's, what, 6'7", Andy Joshua's like 6'8", 6'9". He's like, they're, they're like well, 240 like pounds, 200 pounds. Bellew was a big lad. Yeah. He's a big lad. Uh, I, I, I don't want to see him fight Usyk. 
the Ukrainian that, cruiserweight because I think he's pound for pound the best fighter in the world right now. Yeah, or, or not, not, and not, he sorry, just won the cruiserweight uh, super series. Oh, right? he did. He won it. Did he fight yet? So. Oh, he's in the final, but he's definitely not one. He's not the pound for pound, but one of the pound for pound. He's absolutely amazing. Yeah. Uh, so, I, and with him not having a big, a big household name, I think it's not worth Tony Bellew's. It, it's really weird because he's he's at the top of his game and he's at the peak of his career, but I just feel like there's nowhere for him to go. Right. He doesn't really fit into the heavyweight picture, I don't Ooh, think. Who time will mm. Yeah. And then, like you said, at cruiserweight, it's yeah, it's like a really a, a dangerous thing. But the, and then the Andre Ward fight, Ward doesn't really bring a lot of money yeah. or or any excitement amongst um, you know Heavy casual fan. boxing fans. Yeah. He needs another household name, someone where he can have that build up again because he gets him fierce. Well, that, that's what he did with David A, wasn't it? He, he managed to create yeah. two mega fights out of nothing, really. Did it with Never Cleverly as well, remember that? Yep, yep. Uh, and yeah. And it was interesting what he said um, in the post-fight press conference about the fight. He just said that he could see everything coming that David A threw. He could just see everything. Yeah. Everything just felt slow. Right. And it was just like waiting for him. He was like, I was just waiting to pick me spots. And he said, well, you've come up from light heavyweight and you've fought people like Nathan Cleverly and really fast. Adonis Stevenson. And he's like, these, these guys are, are so fast. Yeah. And then you're fighting a 37-year-old David A, who's a heavyweight, who's slower now and gone through injuries. He's like, I could just see it all coming. Right. He's ready for By it. By the way, Bellew has been on this podcast, if you want to go back and listen to that. It was, uh, yeah, it's in just, the archive. Just after he came back from the doing the Creed movie, mm. Uh, so if you want to listen to that that podcast, yeah, it's somewhere in the archives. Yeah, for you. yeah, great lad, great lad. Yep. And so it'd be interesting to see where he goes from here, anyway. Yeah, definitely. And then Triple G fight, uh, he's just fought as well. Yeah. Uh, never had much in front of him. Do you know what? Right, how much um, stick got the Martrosian got for being the opponent in that fight? Or he's he's he's. Not a credible opponent. He's too light. He's not a middle, legitimate middleweight or whatever. But they had to find somebody last minute to step in so they could fulfil that date, right? And you think of the, the, you, they end up talking about these fighters like he's a journeyman or he's like right, yeah. not got a clue. He was an Olympian. He's only lost. Oh, he was. One, he's only lost one fight. He was an Olympian. Yeah, he was in the US in the US Olympic team, well, yeah. and he's only lost one fight. Yeah, I think to um, Demetrius Andrade. I think who's an absolute Bloody freak. Hell. And, uh, light middleweight. Yeah. yeah, he lost to him at light middleweight. So he's coming into this with one loss as an Olympian, and he just gets talked about like he's nothing. And and that's the way it turned out. To be fair, it wasn't any competition. Yeah. But it just it's just scary how easy it is for someone like Golovkin to just steamroll someone right. like that who's got that much skill and talent for him to just, just take him out with ease See, in two the rounds. The thing with Golovkin <laughs> shows you the talent of yeah, Triple G. The thing with Golovkin, and I said this before that fight, like he was in a kind of lose not lose lose because he wins the fight but like if if you knocked him out in two rounds he's gonna get stick yeah he got yeah the tomato kind of front yeah right if he went the distance he should have knocked him out yeah if, if, if he gets caught a few shots he shouldn't have got caught with them shot yeah. like it, it's like fighters can never win can they can never win <laughs> i mean he got two million dollars for it so he done all right oh he got two million yeah. for that wow well, he got two million for it and a few of the boys from the gym went down because it was right here in carson just down the street um i love going to the fights at that venue it's it's a who went uh, Michael White went. Oh, that's right. Um, a friend Chris from the Foo Fighters was there. Um, yeah. Who else went? Our friends Paul went. 
Volking went. Oh, speaking of people coming to LA, I've just got a text off Carl Yaffai, mm-hmm. who's a world flyweight champion. He texted me when he was on the aeroplane on the way over. He's coming over. He's going to be training here for the next two weeks. Yeah, I, I tweeted him yesterday. I saw, I saw that oh, he was nice. flying out. I think he lands and then he'll be here by the time this podcast comes yeah. out. So we'll look forward to seeing him in the gym. Yeah, we'll get him on the podcast as yeah. well. We'll put him in the next box someone. Yeah. As well, uh, Spike O'Sullivan, you've probably heard of him. Yeah. He's been in the gym the last couple of weeks. He just fought on Friday on ESPN, one third round. Uh, we've, been spending some, well, we've both been spending some time with him yeah. the last few days. And uh, he was going to come on this one, this show. Now he was going to be our guest today, but he's speaking to some movie director. I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but... He never told us not about <laughs> doing a, a movie on uh, what was the what was the first ever boxer called with this big tash? It's fucking Sullivan. Oh, like that. Yeah. What was the, what was he called? I don't know. John F. Sullivan, something the, like that. The first ever boxer. Yeah. Who did he fight? If I he was the first ever boxer, he's going to be two first. Oh, the first ever champion. <laughs> Edwin, can you find out who that was? John F. Sullivan. Have you found it? Can oh, you look? Oh it no, up? You, you can't. You can't. You got to hear before because he's doing that. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, look it up. See if you can find it. Um, but, but is he? A, but is he's, he he's related? Got, he's, got a, he's got. He's got. Oh, a, is that why he's got that? He's got that mustache like that. You know, he's got. A, he's got that. Yeah, like old school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So have you not seen the old fighter with the mustache yeah. like that? Yeah. But anyway, he's talking with movie director about uh, doing doing something like that. Is that what I mean? He said he's got my come if he gets finished early. But uh, yeah, so. He's Top lad as well, by the way. Great lad. So he, nice. he got off the fight with Triple G and they're messing around a little bit by the, by the money, by the sounds of it. Yeah. So he, so he fought on ESPN uh, on Friday. Then he's going to fight on the undercard of Canelo Triple G, which is supposed to be happening in September. Yeah. And then he said he's got the winner of that. Yeah. Which I don't know if if he really get, will he really get that fight? If he wins that fight, they said that they've got it in... Um, in writing that that's what's going to be next yeah so there's a lot of um, push to do for him because I don't think he's that big of a name over here right he's, I think he's he's well established back home in England but an island obviously but over here there's work to do in building his profile but hopefully over the next six months they'll do that right and then if he's the main uh, support on that Canelo Triple G card that's a lot of exposure he's for very him marketable. and then they can kind of build it up yeah for his image. Oh yeah, definitely. And I seen after his fight, he had him. So he's he's like he's he's a boy guy. He's stocky, got one of them crazy curly mustaches, and uh, Irish as well. So he's got a big following. I seen his yeah. post fight pictures real quick. That, that I think the Irish fighters that do well and they build up a big following are always going to be in line for big fights, just because they've pretty much got the whole country behind them. Right. I mean, if you just look at what what McGregor did, um, but it's interesting, you know, um, what Billy Joe Saunders said about Spike. Speaking of Spike, that he was yeah. the heaviest puncher that he's ever been in with. Yeah, I know. Yeah. No, not Jack Johnson, mate. So we've got Edwin here looking up. He's looking at Jack Johnson. <laughs> Googled the first ever boxer, Jack Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> no, that might, have, that might have been a lie about the first ever champion. He's called Sullivan. Uh, type in Sullivan. Let's have a look. Yeah, that's There it, it is. John Sullivan. John Lawrence Oh, Sullivan. yeah, there he is. Yeah, with so big tash. Yeah. So he's like kind of doing a tribute to him with the Tash then. Yeah, so anyway, they're trying about a movie with him, so hopefully right, right. that. And Elliot's the place for that shit to happen. Oh yeah, right. definitely. But yeah, it been great having him in the gym and uh, looking forward to having him back and, and hopefully he can get that Triple G or Canelo fight when it, when it happens. And then as well, like with, with the likes of him and uh, what's he called? Um, with Kyle Yafai and all these other pros coming to the gym. Yeah. It's been, it's been really... Really good. We had Scotty Cardle in here last week. Yeah. Um, 
We had uh, a couple of weeks before that John Ryder and uh, Martin Ward. These are Connor Ben, all all uh, Tony Sims's boys were all out here for a week. Ricky Burns, so it's good to have all them in. But as well, we're getting a lot of high-profile people in here as well. Here, Edwin, have you? Uh, how old are you? Oh, you've just turned 21, haven't you? Put your thing down. Yeah, just turned 21. Just turned 21. Have you heard of a, a musician called XXX Tension? Yeah, I've heard of it. So you know what it is. So this kid, yeah. he, he came and trained in the gym like fucking crazy tattoos all over his face. He's only a young kid. He must be 21 as well. Something like that. He's only young. And uh, I'm a fan. Extension. I. Ex Why? Extension, he's called. Because I've looked... Of his music or just him? Both. Right. I've looked into him, right? And I've looked... After he came to the gym, he came to the gym and he'd done some spawn and he said he was crying and shit after the spawn session. And uh, he was spawning with the fighter, just training. And uh, I looked into him a bit because he's got a massive... I'm talking like 8 million followers on Instagram and he doesn't follow anyone. Yeah. He's got no posts. And I looked into him and I watched interviews with him and he had a fucked up childhood and he's just fucked up in the head and tattoos on his face and all that. And his music is killing it. Mm. It's fucking killing it. Yeah, he's doing well. I looked on iTunes because I was following him and he posted. And on, on iTunes, he had 17, or no, I think it was 13, Number out of the top 20, 13 of these was there on iTunes. The top 20 songs in the world above Drake and fucking all these other ones. This young, this young kid who's, who's crazy. Anyway, so the, the reason why he got so popular so quick was because his first ever post on Instagram was really controversial and it was um, a picture of him threatening to commit suicide or something with a rope or something. Really? Yeah, and it freaked everybody out and shocked everybody. And then he ended up taking it down. Yeah, uh, I've got him here. He's got him. He hasn't got any posts on. But uh, I watched one of his music videos and it's fucked up. It's fucked up. It's a, it's a little black kid. Yeah. Right? Gets a, gets a little white kid in a fucking noose. Yeah. And he shows him how to hang him when he hangs this little white kid. And I was like, this is fucking sick. So that, that kind of put me off him. Bastard, there bastard. it is. Yeah, 7.5 million followers with no posts. But I'm, I'm still a fan. Yeah, it's weird. His, his, music's, his music's really good. Uh, who else has just been in the gym? Someone else big has just been in the gym, right? Oh, the, about the, the girl that you trained from the Eminem video she was in. Is that not what you were talking oh, about? No, no, no. Uh, anyway, so there's been some big, big fuckers in the gym, some big, massive celebrities in the gym, some earlisters, some who we can't even mention. Like I can't mention. Eh? I can't mention. No. No. No, his <laughs> wife as well. She was in the gym. Yeah, well. yeah. She was massive as well. Yep. Anyway, so that's a little teasing. So about the boxing. Uh, yeah, there's just some good... Well, the middleweight options now are ridiculous. You've got Triple G's got three belts. Billy Joe Saunders has got one belt. They need to fight s at some point to unify. I think that's the fight that I want to see. Because I saw your tweet yesterday. You said that Billy Joe Saunders yeah. outboxes him. I think he does. Yeah, I think he just keeps him off him and just see how many comments that got all night. It's it's the perfect style for him. Yeah, it, just someone who comes forward and he can just he, he just outbox him and use his skill for twelve rounds. Always, obviously, it's always a dangerous fight if he gets clipped. But what I always think about with this fight when people ask me about this is Martin Murray uh, took Triple G eleven rounds. Right, right? Martin Murray's going to fight Billy Joe Saunders next month, and I think Billy Joe Saunders will beat him. If Martin Murray could take Triple G 11 rounds, Billy Joe Saunders can outbox him for 12, I think. Billy Joe Saunders doesn't stop Martin Murray, I don't think. 
I don't think he might, I don't think he'll stop him, but no. I think it'll be a great fight. Yeah. Um, I think he'll beat him over twelve. And then, off. and then with uh, with Triple G, that's the fight that he should be wanting. Like the, did you know what's on the, after the fight last night? They never even mentioned Billy Joe. I know it was. I, I was waiting for. It. I was screaming at my TV, going, "What are they talking about?" Yeah. Mentioning all these fighters, I'm like, "He's he's world champion he's in the, the same belt. weight division." <laughs> what are you talking? He's the only one with a belt. But do, that's what HBO do. They just talk about who they want to talk about, and it's just. Um, well, they mentioned the Charlo, Charlo, Jamal, Jamel, uh, Charlo. Oh, and <laughs> I want to mention this because it's going to be coming up on Showtime this week on Brendan's new show. He has the Charlo brothers on his show. Right. And he, he does a, a thing about how he's the third twin. <laughs> and he's Jamil. So there's Jamal, Jamil, Jamel, and Jamil. <laughs> so look out for that. Um, but yeah, the Charlo brothers. And then there's uh, Demetrius Andred stepped up to middleweight as well. Right. Um, so much talent at middleweight it's ridiculous but um, yeah I think Triple G beats Canelo in the rematch I think Canelo beats him even though he, Triple G got caught a few times last night but he just walks there. through punches it's scary I know, I know he cannot walk through Canelo's punches Canelo went bang man yeah he, he kept Canelo kept him off a little especially bit especially now he's in that Mexican fight. meat he can fuck <laughs> yeah, or maybe now, he can, now he's off the Mexican meat he kind of bang yeah we'll see you know so it's funny I was so I was yesterday I was at a it was a, a christening over here uh, it was one of my wife's colleagues who was a scouser uh, her kids are getting christened anyway her husband's Irish and they know all like Spike O'Sullivan and all them people so we went I went to this party with them and Spike was sort of almost there, loads of Irish people. They had a Mexican, so Mexican's very common over here, a Mexican like little barbecue there where there's a, f- a Mexican fella serving burritos and tacos and all mm-hmm. that and you just get as much as you want. Because it was Cinco de Mayo, for those who don't know what that is, that's the 5th of May, which is Mexican, it's like Mexican day basically, yeah. where everyone just gets wasted on margaritas and eats burritos. <laughs> so that's why that was So there. I was thinking there, if... Spike O'Sullivan went and had one of them fucking chicken burritos, what he was making. Yeah. Not thinking anything of it. Yeah. Could easily be that Mexican meat that yeah, told him yeah. he could get. He was just fought on Friday. He could get drug and tested on, on, on Monday and now he could feel a drug test because yeah. of this stupid meat. And then totally fuck his career up, miss a huge payday just from having a, a burrito at a party. <laughs> good burritos, though. They were good. <laughs> but, but You're I, looking I, bigger today as well. <laughs> Not as I was like, arms on you. But I'm, I'm thinking like... It's as simple as that. Yeah. If if I I, I really believe that Canelo's done more than out of fucking chicken burrito out of, out of christening, but do you know what I mean? It's mm. as, it's as, it's a sim- It could be as simple as that for someone so innocent like Spike to to get that at a party. What the last thing you expect is to feel a drug test with a fucking right. Mexican burrito. Right, right. And the, the, I think the hardest part is just the, your reputation after that. No one ever forgets yeah. that. Shit People are going to look at Canelo now as a drug cheat, regardless of whether he is or isn't. That's what he's got on him. That's his reputation now. He's tarnished forever. So, we'll see what happens. But uh, just want to focus on some upcoming fights. There's some really good fights coming up. Uh, This weekend is um, Lomachenko against uh, Jorge Linares. I think that's going to be a really good fight. A real good test for Lomachenko. Someone who's not going to quit. Someone who's going to come and uh, try and take it to him I think that'll uh, it'll be a bit of a war at times but Lomachenko uh, will outbox him you'd agree right yeah, yeah. There's, I don't think there's anyone that's going to touch him anytime soon um, 
and then in England, uh, same day, there's uh, Huey Fury against Sam Sexton, British heavyweight title. That'll be a good fight. Sam Sexton's a friend of mine as well. He can punch you. He's been around for a long time now. Yeah, he's, he's on the England team with me. Yeah. Um, coming up um, next couple of months as well, a, a fight. I think I think it's about two weeks away. He's um, really looking forward to in um, light heavyweight is uh, Badu Jack against Adonis Stevenson. Bad that's fight after Badu Jack. That's a great fight though. Bad fight for him though, isn't it? I, I think he'll beat him. I think right. he'll be the first, uh, I think he'll do him. Um, yeah, it's gonna. That's gonna be a great fight. And then the same night again, there's another fight in England, and this has been building for a while. The Lee Selby against Josh Warrington fight, and that's yeah. gonna be at Ellen Road, Leeds. The atmosphere that's gonna be ridiculous. Um, that's gonna be a, a really good one. I think that I'd say Lee Selby on that. I think it'll uh, just a little bit too much skill, but another good fight. And then, um, yeah, looking forward after that. I've got a card at Newcastle. My dad's a manager. He manages the fight the Ritson. Oh yeah, yeah. And then you have got Josh Kelly on there as well. Right. Massive prospect. Yeah, Lewis Ritson, um, Paul Highland uh, in Newcastle on June sixteenth, and Lewis Ritson just stopped Scotty Cardell, didn't he? A couple Scott of weeks Cardell's ago. a beast. Yeah. Um. And then June twenty third, Billy Joe Saunders against Martin Murray. And then the same night in Scotland, Josh Taylor, who's probably one of my favourite fighters right now, Scottish lad, ridiculous talent, 12-0, fighting Victor Postel, and probably like that'll be his first real test. Postel's a beast. Um, he's only lost one fight, and that's going to be a really, really good test for him, and I, I think he'll outbox him and come out of that. But um, if you don't know who Josh Taylor is, go and watch him on YouTube and, and start watching his fights. He's uh, one of the most talented fighters I've seen in Class. Really is. And then Pacquiao, Lucas Matisse in July. Um, and then after that... He needs to retire, you know, <laughs> He really does. You know, I'm I, I think people are just over him now, aren't they? I, like I think the appeal's gone. It's, and it's, it's sad, like, he's, he can get hurt. He really can. He's not with Freddie Roach anymore either, right? I heard he's not training with Freddie Roach. No, I think he's just tra training out in the, in the Philippines now. He's doing his own now. thing. Like, yeah. now it's just, like, for money. Yeah. It's, it's sad, fighters, and I've spoken about it so much so many times before about the brain damage and, and that. Someone on each level, fucking hell, come on, man, you've made millions, yeah. millions. You've got a career outside of fighting. Yeah. And he still wants to fight. Matisse is a beast as well. He can punch like fuck, can't he? Yeah. Like, wh why are you doing it? You've got kids. I mean, it's easy for me to say why are you doing it and all that because it's it's hard when that's what you do, you know. It's your, it's your love, it's your passion. Mm -hmm. But fighters don't realise the damage that this shit's doing to them. It's not just going to be the fight that's damaging. It's going to be the 50 rounds of sparring that he's doing before that. You know, I had a phone call with a uh, with a reporter, Tris, Tris Dixon. Dixon. He used to be a big journalist for the Boxing News. Can you remember? That yeah, yeah, I know him, yeah. He called us the other day and he's writing a book on... I don't know if I'm supposed to be talking this either, but fuck, he never told us nothing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the new thing, though. Yeah. I don't know if I can talk about this, but he but never told me not to, right. so fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you listen to this, if you, if you don't want me to talk about stuff, tell me not to. Uh, he's writing a book on boxers' brains and the health of it, and he's like uh, talking about how we can... He asked me a question, like, is there any way that we can really stop this from happening, like people getting punchy. And I said, I think the biggest thing that boxing can do to help their fighters is educate the trainers. Boxing trainers are so old school. Yes, yeah, spar hard every single session. No, let's not. Let's limit it to 40 rounds of fight camp. Yeah. Like, 
and let's 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 do them forty rounds. Uh, like Smartly. 20, 20, twenty-five of them's going to be technique sparring. Yeah, you don't have to be going there to to a fucking blasting shots. You know. Right. I think that's the biggest thing that that can help boxing and help boxers is educating the trainers and making them do a certification course called the Boxing Burn Academy. No, <laughs> no making making them making them do a, a legit certification on health and on brain health and on and on the dangers of boxing. Mm-hmm. You know. But they'll not do it because they're old school. Is it? Uh, it's just an old school what, culture within. What's boxing. happening now is now fighters are going from, uh, from from fighting to fight to, to to coaching, not doing anything in between, and they're just doing what their trainers done. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, now we're getting a bit more advanced. I don't think it's half as bad now as it was. Let's say fifty years ago. I think back then it was fucking right. crazy. Uh, but you know, I, I remember when I first started boxing. We'd share mouthpieces with fucking blood on, and we'd we'd not we'd have bloody grizz knuckles in our hands, putting them in the little mitts, and wearing them after each other, like stupid shit like that. Yeah, that was like 20, 20 years ago. So in twenty years we've come a long way. Fifty years ago was way worse, but it's getting better, but too slowly. I think we really need to educate. Do you know? Th- this is a great point, and, and, a, and a specific example that I found this week. Which is it's going to get a little nerdier, but it, this is ridiculous. And a lot of baseball teams, NFL teams, are start basketball and all that are starting to use this with their with their teams. Is resetting your central nervous system. So the other day I had a test done on my neck strength, right? So if you lie on your back and someone pushes your chin like that, right? But you like lifting a limb up, and, it, and it's trying to find like where you get your stability from, right? And I had my neck pushed back like that. And because I had one arm off, I couldn't resist it. Like, snap my neck back like that, right? Yeah. And then I reset my central nervous system where the guy, Stephen, the trainer here that uh, was working on me with it. So you put your knuckles in your chest, like, hard, like, resets your nervous system. Do it at the back of your head a couple of times and then and then a couple of other pressure points to reset. And then he tried to do it again. And I was like this. And I was, like, strong. Right. And he was like, and he, and he said to me after we'd done it, I was like, whoa, I couldn't believe it. Just from that, for like 10 seconds, in knuckles in the chest, reset at the pressure points. Reset the nervous system. Now you're able to withstand that force. And he's like, I don't get why trainers don't do this in between rounds. And I couldn't believe that nobody knows about this. Right. It's like oh. you're in the corner, so you just took a hard shot, and the next time you, you, yeah, your trainer does this, hits the pressure points. Next yeah. time you go out, you take a shot, boom, you can... Your, your nervous sure. system's primed to take it. Yeah. See, I've I've never been a believer in, in all that shit because there's... Remember them wristbands that you used to wear? New, what they're called? When they used to hold your balance and you used to arm your arms out and you were stronger mm. when you had a fucking wristband on. What were them called, Edwin? Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Remember them? Yeah, yeah. And it, come up, like, it was, it was, it a, was a lot of shit. Right? Yeah. But there was another thing as well where we got gum shields, mouth, mouth guards... And it really uh, and it aligned your full body. The way your teeth is, these are like these are before the. Nurse. That's what my sports physician does down in Manhattan Beach. She just did it with Paul King the other day. She reset his jaw. She got into his mouth. Oh, that's different. And was pulling inside his mouth to reset um, Paul his tight leg. That. He fucking hated it. He told us about that last night. Yeah. He hated it. But no, this is a mouthpiece. So the way your jaws aligned, it can really align your full body. And they've done the same test as them wristbands. What's the wristbands called? Yeah, the power bands was fun. <laughs> I used to sell them at one point. <laughs> but this mouth, this, this mouth guard, you put it, you put it in your mouth, and 
you can balance on one leg and you can push your arms and you'd be strong as fuck when you yeah. this got If that helps you boxing, great, but psychologically it really did help you. Yeah. You know? So even, that's that's the thing. If half of this stuff is even placebo and it's just psychological yeah, effects, it's, worth it. it's still a benefit, right? Yeah, you know? it's definitely. Worth it. And that that shit, what you're talking about, where he had his finger in his mouth. I got told to go to this place in I'm not going to name it. It's in in LA, Washington Boulevard. It was by Ben Greenfield. Ben Greenfield, by your hacker, off his head. He's been on this podcast as well. Always looking at. Uh, human performance how to perform better he told, sent me this place yeah. anyway I'm so I'm at this place I'm lying on the bed I've got one fucking fella with his hand in with his thumb inside my mouth pressing really hard against me gums which is hurting yeah I've got another fella patting me belly what the fuck I've got another fella rubbing me fucking shin and I'm lying on my back and I'm like what's going on here and I'm like <laughs> <laughs> I'm in loads of pain <laughs> why have we not got a video of this <laughs> I've actually got I've actually got the video of of, uh, of this because I've got Milo to come down and do a video. Oh, so there is a video. There's of a video of it somewhere. Well, we got to put this and up on the Boxing Life Instagram. Yeah. Find it and post it on the Boxing Life Instagram. We have got to see it. And then I'm, then he's like, "Look, how your body's realigning. They take pictures of you before, and pictures of you after your posture, and it's just like, oh fuck, <laughs> what, what, what am I doing here? What, 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 what fella, was the fella texted us? It's the help of posture. The text the fella right. texted us like." Three days later, so hey, you come back in for the next session, mate. Eh, mate, my gum was still fucking killing. <laughs> I can't even talk. I can't, my gum was killing. It was me, I had a bad shoulder, my shoulder's exactly the same, if yeah. not worse. Uh, you know, but it's just. It's yeah, just people mad. are in some, some strange stuff going on. And, the, and this fella, so it's a proper medical place. Uh, it seems like a proper medical place. And the thing I didn't like about it was, I asked the fella, I went, so what did you do before his business? And he's telling us about how he's done this and that. So what do you do, what did you do before this? He went, oh, I'm an entrepreneur. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck you. <laughs> so how am I supposed to believe this yeah. when you're an entrepreneur? Because I, I think like entrepreneurs, they do what they need to do to be successful and make, make money. So if that doesn't tell me he's passionate in helping people, what he was telling me five minutes before, yeah. that tells me he's passionate in making money. Right. Now, if you're passionate in making money, you can keep your fucking fingers out of your mouth. Yeah, yeah. Right? If you're passionate or, about making money, buy it off. go and back work in headphones or something. Yeah. yeah. Not fucking con on people that stick your fingers in their mouth. Yeah, yeah. Or bite it's it like off. charlatan stuff, in it? Like... Put your hand on top of your head and it can heal you and all that stuff. Yeah. It's like woo woo shit. But it, you know, like like it works for like my posture was better for a, a little bit and mm. then me me shoulder was better for a little bit. But I just believe that's the same shit as what you're talking about. What Stephen did there, like you'd rub your chest and yeah, this yeah. is stronger for a little bit, but long term or with that stuff, I've experienced it a couple of times with him now, and I keep picking his brains on it. And I'll, I'll do more research and I'll dig into it and read blogs about it and stuff and I'll c I'll come to a conclusion about it. But it's just interesting at this point. I'm just fascinated by it, how and wh how it works and w why it works. It's interesting stuff. Yeah, it is. It is. And it's getting late and it's Sunday night. And Edwin's wants to go and get drunk because now he's 21. Right, mate? It was your birthday last week, right? Uh, yeah, last Sunday. Yeah. And what did you do? Oh, Cinco de Mayo weekend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Boxing Life podcast. Again, so we do one episode on boxing, one episode on life. This one was the boxing one, even though we talked about life a little bit. There's always going to be in there, innit? You can't get through a week in LA without having some kind of stories and 
and whatever to tell. Yeah. So thank you for listening. Please leave us a review on iTunes. Please subscribe on iTunes and uh, tell your friends about it. Send us questions about um, anything you would like us to talk about, any fighters you want us to try and get on or any of that kind of stuff. And yeah. we'll try and make it happen. Let's do it.